How we doing, gang? Back once again. And this episode, honestly. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Um, it's deep, it's dark. But it's good. It's You're, you're going to hear some amazing things. And honestly, this episode we're joined by Kieran McGrory. I um, hope I'm saying that right, mate. Um, who is a recovering alcoholic. He went to rehab. He's on a 12-step program. He was going to give up, and he didn't. Thank the Lord, because he's here today to tell his story. And who knows, someone might be listening and think, shit, I need help. Reach out to Kieran. Reach out to anyone. It, honestly, this this really, 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 really is something else. Um, what a humble man as well. He's just so cool. Badass drummer, mad. Go and check out his Instagram. I'll tag it in our our Instagram account at Tat Didn't Happen, but if not, it's um, Kieran underscore McGrory. Um, I, I can't say much more really, but really, really enjoyed recording this one. I'm sure Josh and Jay will say the same thing, but um, yeah, please just make yourself comfortable. This is one hell of an episode. Hope you enjoy it, guys. Welcome back, everyone. Another episode, Tat Didn't Happen, with me, your host, Rob Saunders, joined by the Jam Master Jay, <laughs> Great Hollands are at, and the Water Gypsy, Josh. But more importantly, joined by a very special guest, Kieran. How are you, mate? I'm very good, thank you. Yeah? Yourself? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Good to have you on. Um, we'll uh, how, go how come he didn't get a, uh, a nickname? That's a bit selfish, isn't it? We'll work on that, yeah. <laughs> the I, oh, sorry. Kieran, the drummer. There you go. I didn't want you to feel so left you out. You know? I know. Yeah, <laughs> I've been thinking about it all day. Um, Quality. But no, uh, Jay, I'll take it away, mate. You know, Kieran from yeah. Well, client. appreciate you coming on, starters. Thank you, mate. Um, I think you've got a brilliant story. Obviously, you know it does revolve a little bit around the sort of tattoo work that mm. you've got. Now I I remember you first coming in the shop. Did you have small names on your wrist? I did. I think the very first time was when I had. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I think yeah. anyway. Yeah. And I I remember you coming in being very. <laughs> obviously, you're a drummer, so you're very tap 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 anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but I I I just remember very um. All over the place, like. Excited, should we say? So, mm -hmm. like, thought nothing of it. Just thought he was kind of erratic. Erratic, yeah. yeah. I thought he was quite a lively guy. You know, didn't see him for what, two years, maybe. Yeah. Come back in with all these ideas for these really dark, sinister tattoos. Sat down, got talking, and then he sort of told me where he'd been for the last couple <laughs> of years. And so, yeah, turns out you was in rehab. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I was so, indeed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I just well then we sort of sort of started talking. Sort of told me a story. I was absolutely yeah. fascinated, like fascinated. Mm -hmm. and, and to be honest with you, I really inspired for someone sort of turning around his life the way that Kieran's turned his life around. There's yeah, no better amazing. story. It's like Rocky, but if Rocky fucked up first and then turned, around, yeah, you know I mean? yeah. no better yeah. story. 
There we go. Yeah, no, amazing. Not. And to see you sat here as well. I mean, don't even want to think about what could have happened. And no. I mean, I, I didn't actually know up until I think you mentioned it earlier on what what it was because obviously you can be in rehab for lots of different reasons. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's just like, yeah, slippery slope, isn't it? And and obviously we'll get into that and it's mm-hmm. one of those deep dark things that some people probably don't want to talk about but absolutely appreciate you saying anything goes yeah, it's an open no book problem. for you and might be therapeutic for you i don't know yeah yeah well yeah. <laughs> will be everybody else i'm sure if they've got any issues they might hear this and go oh yeah i need yeah. help with that but um i guess we got to go into it then it was yeah, away, yeah. so you you had what what was your addiction what was it you had so um, <clears throat> i identify myself as an alcoholic yeah um i'm i'm six and a half years sober at the wow. moment um but ultimately yeah. i'm an addict so um nothing was off limits you know um for me ultimately it always started and finished with alcohol but yeah. drugs is a massive part of my story um you know so but like i say you know I, i'm an alcoholic um and I suppose as we go through, like, I'll probably explain as best yeah. as I can as yeah. to how and why, to me, it doesn't really make much of a difference what it is. It's more why I'm using it kind of thing. And, right. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a recovering alcoholic, yes. It's just to, to hear that and you're like, bang, that's it. So you've got that in your head that that is exactly what I am. You're not ashamed of it. No. You're just like, you, it, it's there. And mm-hmm. you're like, that is exactly what it is. Yeah. Was this part of rehab that that made you like that, or was it you? Um, no, definitely not me. I think, um, like, the rehab that I went to, um, and, I, and I, I talk about this a lot, so talking about this stuff is second nature to me. You know, yeah, um, that's you cool. Know, 12-step recovery, fellowship, you know, I talk in meetings, I go to meetings constantly. Mm. And um, I always talk about it in the sense that rehab saved my life. Um <clears throat> And 12-step recovery, the fellowship of that keeps me, keeps me going, you know, keeps me, keeps me in check and, um, and really, I suppose, surrendering to a program that, that, that gives me the tools I need to live, to live life as a decent person, you know, um, I suppose in many ways that was within me, if you like, yeah, but, um, yeah. I, I was incapable of, of, um, I, I couldn't do life on life's terms, as they would say, you know, right. so, um. So yeah, it's it's the treatment center was was the catalyst. You know, I need sure. I needed that. Not everyone, not everyone will go into a treatment center. I was there for quite a while. I was on the first part of the program for six months, and then wow. I moved on to the second part. And I was doing that for four months, but I started integrating back into work during that time. So, um, but for me, I needed that. I needed to be taken out of out of society, out of gotcha. life. You know, and and really knuckle down and work on on myself and on, on, on my addiction and how to how to manage Jeez. that yeah Can I, you was lucky with work as well stood by you didn't they? i was that yeah. was what i was thinking actually it yeah. sounded like you mentioned work so they were good for you yeah they really were you know um fun enough i was just talking to jay outside and i've just <laughs> um i think it was maybe april or something like that I, i've done 21 years with the same company wow. and um i've done different roles in that time but my boss um my boss Ron, who who actually sadly passed away at the end of 2019, but like he was he was like my dad, you know. Mm. He was like, um, you know, I was I was 18 years old when I first started there, you know. And um, 
yeah. I suppose I could probably mention a few things as we go, you know, I yeah. wasn't always easy as such, but, <laughs> but yeah, God love him, you know, he was like my dad and, and the lady who's my boss now, you know, Maria, they, they, they were the ones that got me into rehab, you know, I'd given up, wow. I'd properly given up and, um, you know, they were, they found the rehab, they were trying to convince me to go in there, I didn't want to know because it costs a lot of money and stuff yeah. like that and, um, and yeah, I mean, at that point, you know, we say no limits, this is dark stuff, but I wanted to die, you know, I, I, yeah. tried, to, I tried to kill myself, you know, I was, I was away from my, my wife had left me, you know, I couldn't see my children, I was having seizures and all sorts of stuff, and, and I, I wasn't interested anymore, but they, they, they basically kept on at me, and in the end I gave up, because I kept waking up, you know, yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't handle it, so I went in there a little bit on the back foot there I'll say but you know ultimately the best thing that could have ever happened and, that, and they had to fight a little bit within the company I understand to to be able to keep me on and stuff but mm. but yeah I'm, I'm still there and that's and amazing eternally grateful absolute testament yeah. to them as well I mean they mm. they obviously saw something in you to keep you there yeah. and I think as well I assume it's not a massive company obviously I'm not going to ask you to name them unless you want to but yeah it must be a small company so people you get to know people more and they probably felt a duty of care to you and so it's it's usually family isn't it that the intervention whatever that comes in and goes Mm -hmm. right you've got a problem mate Mm -hmm. (laughs) you've got to sort it and it was your work the 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 truth of the matter is they're a massive company (laughs) yeah all right (laughs) um but it's um, yeah i mean (laughs) even better yeah i mean yeah, yeah. I mean, they're one of the biggest IT companies in the world. I understand, and mm. um, I won't mention who they are because I don't know if they'd want to be associated. No, with no, I don't know. No, yeah. Maybe they would, stuff, but yeah. at the same time, we'll but ultimately, it it's like you know the team of people that I've worked with. I've worked with a lot of people for a long time and stuff like that, and you know, there is a kind of like dare I say a little bit of a family vibe about all of us that work together. You know, yeah. we've worked there. Many of us have been over ten years plus. You know, so we've all been working together for a long time, yeah. and it's um, yeah, it's. Uh, okay. Well, it shows. Yeah, great. It shows for them to take that responsibility for you Mm. to go, this guy needs help. Yeah. And you've got the help, and here you are today. And (laughs) telling the story, and Mm. I mean, you mentioned on killing yourself and things like that. Mm -hmm. So you literally given up. Yeah. But these people have gone, nah, no, you haven't. And they took you, Mm -hmm. pulled you by the scruff of your neck, and went, right you're getting the help you need it's just that's brilliant amazing so that gives you faith in humanity that doesn't it It really does it does yeah Yeah. can i ask a quick side Mm -hmm. question there because i've always wondered yes so with the rehab you said it wasn't cheap like Mm -hmm. so you do always have to pay for rehab there's not it's not like a state rehab or there um, excuse me there there are different there are different types um so i had to pay for it because because i could um i see okay so um, and, and, and I get that, and that's right, I think. Um, it's it's kind of so, like with prescriptions. If you can afford it, you can pay for your prescriptions. Yeah, yeah. Right. so some councils um, like will pay and fund people to go into the rehab, and there were some people there that did that. Some people came out of jail, um, and as part of their, um, like their release, if you like, they yeah. would do um, a certain period in, in rehab and that sort of stuff. And then there's a bursary fund as well, where like supporters and stuff will... Mm. Um, will kind of chip in and stuff like that and I've personally I've done things since I've left like um, running 10k things and stuff like that where we okay. raise money for, that, yeah. for the bursary fund to help um, people who are who are less fortunate you know um, yeah, yeah. yeah so I mean it, it was really expensive it was 
I think it was seventeen and a half grand for the whole thing. Wow! But for, again, for two when, years that you were for, well for the no for the six months and then um, the four months after that as well. Right. I can't quite remember how the funding for that worked. I, I think at that point, if I'm honest, I might have got like half bursary or something from that because right. my finances had obviously changed and mm. I was getting divorced at that time as well. So. Yeah, but it's it's it, money's nothing really when it comes down to your life. Well, money you know? well spent. No. Yeah, <coughs> yes. yeah, absolutely. That's, that's yeah. more than an investment, yeah. really. Isn't but it? I definitely, definitely didn't feel like that at the time. No, know? but that's the madness of of the mind. I think you know. Does that seem Does that seem difficult for you to handle now, or or should I say, when you look back at it, obviously you look at yourself as a completely different person. Then, do you see it like that? Do you see it like third person? There's like. Um, like you just said, you didn't see it at the time. Yeah, um, yeah. I suppose in some ways I can kind of see it as a third person. It, it feels like uh, it, it feels in many ways like a, like it's a different life altogether. And I suppose yeah. in, in in a sense it is a different way of life, certainly. But yeah, I mean, there's also large parts of my life that I just have no recollection of. That you know that Mad. in blackout. You know, like I always used to think blackout was like passing out and yeah, being out yeah, of it, but yeah. blackout being I could live weeks of my life at a time that I was just I was functioning but I wasn't really there you know yeah. and, and I won't remember those things you know and um it's probably for the best I, though really isn't it it's yeah. like a, a well I, 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 way. I use it as like motivation you know in in mm. many ways and, and I actually have a tattoo on my chest which I'll explain about in a minute which is very cool. much a part of don't ever forget where you were a kind of kind of thing you know that's so cool did because you life gets good you know yeah, you can forget I mean, this stuff this is where yeah. when Kieran come in did we start with a chest before the arms I think I think we did I think we did yeah. didn't we yeah. you done that we and did. you sort yeah. of built off yeah. and he, he literally said to me he said oh, I want some dark shit on my arm <laughs> to literally you know remind him don't well, go you, back got there. Things like powerless on your arm, yeah. haven't you? Yeah. You know, and I've got all sorts of stuff on there. Yeah, so powerless demons and, yeah. and stuff, haven't mm-hmm. you? You know, just yeah. sort of like as a re- constant daily reminder. I yeah. suppose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, up here, I'll show you guys. But yeah. it says it says basically it says never forget the pain, like right wow. across my chest. And then I have my sobriety date, um, wow. which is the third of March, twenty fifteen, and. Um, that like the concept behind that was I like the idea of having something that that you know I'm wearing, I'm wearing a sleeveless shirt today but I'm not one to walk about and show things off sure. it just happens that I like I'm comfortable in this but yeah. so my chest I'm not you never see me going topless anywhere you know <laughs> but 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 for me every day I would see that you know yeah. I would see that and it's like because like I said even though at the time life was was much much better and I was sober and I was working my program and I was getting back into like a semblance of life if that makes sense like yeah. like now you know fast forward to now you know i'm i'm happily married you know i've got I'm, i've got a great job i've got you know i've got good stuff going on in my yeah. life that yeah. that it, it's a danger you know if i don't if i don't keep on top of my game mm. um mm. That, that i could drink again and that would be catastrophic you know so that that is just like a daily reminder to me you know that I need to remember where I was. That's you know. always what you, you touched on there when you said you're a recovering alcoholic. Mm. You never say like a recovered. I'm recovered. You, yeah. Do you? You know. No, and 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 that's that's something that, that that's really important to me because um, you know I know a lot of people in recovery and some people will will say that they're recovered and that's fine if that yeah. works for them. But for me, you know. Um, I look at it. My my sponsor, who 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 in 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 AA, you know. I mean, technically, AA says we shall not um, 
be brought into like radio shows and stuff like that. But for me, it's important <laughs> people know because like you know, um, this is this is what keeps me going. Yeah. And my sponsor, he's someone who, who's done the steps. You know, the twelve steps of recovery. He's living a sober mm. life, and he helped me through the steps yeah. and that sort of stuff. And he said to me very early days, you know, you get a daily reprieve from from this stuff if you work your program. You know, yeah. so every day, you know, I wake up and. You know, I, I thank God for a sober day, you know, and, and, and I yeah. do what I need to do again. You know, it's yeah. not not something that I will ever be relieved of, you know. Yeah. I'm relieved of that, that, that kind of obsession to drink and, and the need to drink, you know. Mm. But but the thoughts are still in my head, you right. know. The idea is there and, and that sort of stuff. So yeah. I, need to, I need to keep away from it. So I, I, I identify myself as yeah. recovering rather than a recovered alcoholic, mm. yeah. Why, why do AA, like, not want people to... To, to speak out about uh, the, the key, the reason? key, yeah, the key principle to that is, um, it, 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 like, the whole premise of AA is built around attraction and not promotion, which is what they say. So, you know, it's, it's very much, um, not something that is, you know, it's, it's a non-profit organisation. Yeah. You don't have people, people can work for it. You know, technically, I do, I do a lot of service. So I, I, I do, um, I do jobs if you like at meetings and. Um, and, and in the regional thing but um, it's more a case of attracting people there because they need to be there rather than inviting people to come along if that kind mm. of makes sense that's how right. I see it so okay. it's not it's not something that they say you absolutely shouldn't do but you know that it's just it's just a part of the literature that says yeah. that that's the case you know but but for me when I tell my story I have to tell my story as yeah. it is you know so. do, do you know what the, the guy next door Chris he uh he always gets people asking him like to uh, he's like a mental coach and PT and stuff and uh, Ooh, he's not a PT he's not a PT he's a, oh, he's a life, <laughs> I fell down that trap mate and I got scared and, uh, <laughs> he's always like getting people be like oh you know I'd like to buy my, my husband and my son or something like 10, 10 bastards and he's like nah yeah. he's like if they want to come they have to come yeah, yeah. and, so, and that, that's that's in you know in in many ways for I'd say in most things in life that's probably quite accurate but I mm. think with with this kind of thing you know with with um with aa or or even there's 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 sister fellowships for other other you know na's and stuff like that but i think until the person is truly ready themselves then then it's not going to work all the time you're doing it for someone else or you're you know i used to i used to think that like i've got to get sober for my kids or or to try and save my marriage or whatever but Ultimately, that was never going to work because deep down, I didn't have it in me to to to, to get sober. I, you know, and even now today, I have to I have to put my recovery as the single most important thing in my life. Mm-hmm. And and you have to get there yourself, you know, and because there's always there's always going to be an excuse if you're doing something for somebody else, you know. And I yeah. don't say that lightly or or um, like talking down on people. I was there many many times, you know. I was 36 when I got sober and I and I had a drink problem from the age of 12, you know. So it's like. It took me a long time to get to this point, but I, ha- I had to be beaten. You know, I had to be absolutely beaten to get there. Yeah. Mm. It's just, yeah, just, so just hearing tw- that. So 20, 24 yeah. years. Yeah. So even when I was at school, you know, I talk about this, you know, like, like there was different, like my, my drinking always progressively got worse. But, you know, as, as, as young as 12, you know, I used to pinch like cans of strong cider and stuff yeah. from my dad dad's stash mm. and stuff like that and I'd walk to school which generally a lot of kids do 
yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, but I, yeah, yeah so I, I would nick like maybe four cans and, and yeah. drink them on the way to school in the morning oh, and I'd well, down okay. them all and I wouldn't walk with my friends and stuff because I'd feel generally kind of uneasy until I'd had oh, a drink, you know, and then I never used to tell anyone about it. I never used to, I never used to, I mean, I had my issues at school, I was just, but I was just a young boy, you know, yeah. but yeah. it just made me feel better it made oh, me feel right, more okay. comfortable in myself and made yeah. me feel like i can go i can go and do this now whereas before that i'd be i'd thing. be stressing about <clears throat> what's going to happen what, what if this happens what have i got to do here and all that sort yeah. of stuff but when i used to drink nothing would bother me nothing mm. would bother me and i could just do what i needed to do you know yeah so yeah. i wasn't i wasn't falling about drunk all the time um but but even even still you know that's the same as like later in my drinking you know um you know, at the end of my drinking, you know, I was drinking like three or four bottles of whiskey every day, and wow. but I wouldn't, I would, I would come across more drunk if I didn't drink. You know, I'd start slurring my words, or oh, I wouldn't right. be able to like function properly, and that's that's really where a lot of my problems, in terms of which turned out to be fortunate, you know, in terms of getting to that point where I was drinking so much that you know I started to have seizures or I wasn't I couldn't like move my body properly yeah. or whatever but then I mm. if I didn't drink enough it was equally caused me a problem yeah. and by the time I'd drunk enough I'd, I was I was I was done I was yeah. beaten you know so I, I couldn't I was like damned if I drank and damned if I didn't yeah. you know so yeah, yeah exactly yeah is would you say do, do you know what you said you was 12 years old mm. when you started drinking was there something that made you go I need to drink this like some people go through massive amounts of depression and mm -hmm. then I don't know they find drugs and then that's yeah. become that becomes dependent they're dependent yeah. on that and yeah they, and, and that's what they like you said you feel better for it yeah was that something for you or was it just a case you found it and went Oof, I quite like the the feel of yeah I suppose like I mean that was a lot of what my time in rehab was about it was about you know the trying to identify what my reasons were yeah. and, and trying to deal with those reasons, if that makes sense. And yeah. But I kind of, early on in that phase of, of my recovery, I kind of early on decided that the more important thing was not to understand why I was an alcoholic. It was just to accept that I was mm. and work on how I can get sober and stay sober. And, and at the same time work on reasons as to why you know and I, I can't really be I can't say it's because of this and this no. and this you know I had stuff happen when I was younger and stuff like that but mm -hmm. there was also never a point where I thought the alcohol is good this makes me feel better you know this right. is it, it was just something that I used to do almost on yeah. autopilot you know and and yeah. and then I mean that you young know. your brain's still not even like you're, it's so yeah. pliable isn't it like mm. just a small little habit mm. like that you can pick up is so yeah yeah exactly. for life from then it's just mad because my yeah. daughter turned 12 two three weeks ago so i'm sort of sat here hearing you say that and i'm i'm just like Shit. yeah see my, daughter, my daughter's 12 yeah. i've got yeah. a 13 year old son and i have two other daughters who well one's going to be 11 very soon and, and my youngest daughter is eight at the moment and, and but mm. i look at like my my eldest daughter and my and my son and think, oh, you know, when I was your age, it's hard to think of it. You know? 16 and yeah. like, the things that I was doing when <laughs> I was 16, yeah. like, he's yeah. been in with us today, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. but... And as a parent, you can do your head in with that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, thank, Thankfully, I, I know he's, he's a little bit uh, more... 
immature. No, uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. suppose immature than what I innocent. thought was. Yeah. Innocent, yeah, yeah, yeah. which yeah. I. Me and Jay talk about it. I'm so sort of thankful. Twelve years old, I think yeah, I was buying up Max Power magazines on the old news agent side. <laughs> being like, yeah, but out some of that. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the thing, though. But but for for the people around me, they would never have known. Yeah. You know, that mm. it was all yeah. it was all secret. You know, it was why, all. How, yeah, why within. would you even think about that? You'd be like, nah. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, and I, I, you know, I've got three sisters and a brother and, and that sort of stuff and people wouldn't have known, you know, obviously as I grew older, but then at the same time you get into like late teens and stuff and, you know, I'd be drinking a lot and and taking drugs and doing whatever and maybe acting irresponsibly, you know, I'd go, I'd go missing for days at a time and stuff like that just because I was off doing whatever I was doing and stuff. Mm. But people probably see that as, as like a more as like a reckless kind of teenager than yeah, than yeah. he's, he's got he's a problem. Yeah, yeah. shrouded. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So yeah, and it becomes don't a notice it's a problem until sort of later on. You yeah, know, you say mid thirties and you're still doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thing, you know? yeah, and you become well, like um, what's the word? Is that? like master of deception? You know, yeah, like yeah. mate, I was living in obviously with my wife, and you know she wouldn't know what I was doing. You know, and I'd be drinking bottles of whiskey every day. You know, and having little tactics to try and make sure I didn't smell of it and stuff yeah. like that mm. and, it, and, and and that in itself is a toil you know trying to do all that stuff yeah, you know but but, it, but I had no choice you know that uh, seems to go know. hand in hand and that's something I've had personal experience of that my ex-wife was an alcoholic she wasn't in her knowledge she mm. she couldn't see it but yeah. things like I'd go to the car to get something out of the boot of her car <laughs> and there's four or five boxes of wine in there yeah and there was she was always drinking and whenever you were like do you want to calm it down a bit on the drinking it was like what and then you just got a lashing of, yeah yeah of, of course yeah. a torrent of abuse but um and that's fear you know i mean yeah, i used to do that i've like been that, found out yeah and that oh, like that thought of stuff but like that being taken mm. away kind of thing you know like it's just like the deception was mm. the thing that i used to see and it's probably my fault that I sort of let her get away with it, but she had cirrhosis of the liver, mm. and I was saying to her, "You know why you have cirrhosis of the liver, right?" And she's like, "It ain't from drinking." <laughs> <laughs> well, what else is it from? And the yeah. the person doing the the specialist was like, "That that is what it's from." So yeah. it was like, I mean, I don't know what what you do, but it was the deceptive side of mm-hmm. hiding yeah. the alcohol as well. And I think my my wife i've remarried she said the same about her ex yeah you know he'd done the same thing he'd hide or he would do something so she'd be upstairs yeah and he'd go and have a drink and yeah, yeah you know it's all yeah i mean and, it, and it's like needs must you know i, mm. I, I used to you know I, I took the spare wheel out of the car put bubble wrap in there put bottles in there so i always had beer or not beer so beer was never a thing really to be honest with you i was like beer, strong but <laughs> no it didn't really do the do yeah. the trick like in my earlier days i could go out and drink beer and stuff and then sort myself out after I'd been to the pub and stuff yeah. but um but I'd keep bottles in in there and you know it even got to the point where I was like hiding it in bushes and stuff yeah. local to the house or I'd go to the fridge and I'd just tip the milk away and say oh we need milk I need to go out and and that kind of thing you know yeah. but it's just but whatever it took you know whatever it took um my ex-wife said to me after after we've been divorced while well, they um they refurbished like they I think they turned the loft into like a like a room of some kind or something like that and they found loads of like bottles and stuff up there and I was like, yeah. Wow, okay. And I did I I, I, I don't remember that. that, but obviously it fit it fits my yeah, yeah, exactly, you know, and it's yeah. a sad way to live, but you get into that 
Yeah, just I couldn't I couldn't do anything about it. You know, I literally could not stop drinking. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. And your your wife now. Mm-hmm. She obviously knows everything. She does. Yeah. What, what an amazing person. <laughs> she, like, she's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she's like by your side now, and I'm sure she'll never let. No, you and it's it, it's funny because when we like when we first started seeing each other, we we, we went out on dates, but we, we were like just mates really and stuff like that. And um, I told her pretty early on. I didn't go into all the details, but. <laughs> But, I, you know, I'd, I'd, we'd been out a couple of times and I really liked her and I thought, I can't pretend to be someone else, you know. Yeah. No. I, I, need to, I need to just say, this is who I am. You know, I'd said on the first time we went out, you know, we went to, like, the Peacock Farm in Bratnell and I said, oh, I don't drink. And I think I said something like, oh, I got too good at it or something. And I thought, oh, I don't know if <laughs> I like that's that. thing, you know. And, <laughs> that's a, that's a tattoo <clears> idea, but, that. But Yeah, but I told her that and, and, and in many ways that was, that was quite a big thing in us, yeah. like getting together properly and stuff like that. And, um, but she's so supportive, you know, like I have to do a lot of stuff, you know, I go to meetings and, you know, and I'm, I'm, always, I'm always available on the phone so people phone yeah. me out. I've got sponsees sometimes. I don't have any sponsees at the moment actually, but I've had sponsees and stuff like that where you, you know, you have to spend time to, to help people and that helps me. Yeah. Um, and you know, and I, I can't, I would never not put myself in a position to help someone because if people hadn't helped me, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be sat here today, mm-hmm. you know? So, but she understands it. She encourages me all the time and stuff like that, you know, and it's, and, it, and it's brilliant, you know, mm-hmm. I don't have anything to hide there. You know, I don't, there's, no. there's it's just all, all that, that must be open. quite a liberating feeling for you as well. Yeah. Cause you lived years of hiding and yeah, exactly. Deception. Yeah. And, and that's and the now thing. it's just like yeah. a new start for you. It, yeah, exactly. You know, and when you're, when you're, drinking on whatever it might be whether it's you know i mean physical physical dependence you know you mm. literally have to drink you know, you know but if you're feeling anxious about stuff or you're feeling guilty about stuff and then you're hiding all this stuff and you don't want to drink but you have to drink and that makes you feel worse and you're just being you're being sneaky and you're not being yeah. truthful and it just makes you feel worse you know and yeah. that just feeds that 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 kind of that beast if you like yeah, you know yeah. and it's yeah, it's an awful situation to be in. Really. So you were saying that you got to like four bottles of whiskey a day, like at the point. Like, how does it actually? Do you have to wean off? Because surely, if you just stop that, yes. surely that's going to be so detrimental to your health. Yeah, so that? that's that's essentially where like I had four seizures that that I can remember. Um, but but I think I had more. You know, like I was living in this room in Bratnell before I went into the treatment centre, and I, I kind of came to one morning in the corner of my room, and my head was all bleeding and stuff. So I'm thinking I probably had a seizure, mm. um, and I was having them like both ways. Like I said earlier, I was drinking too much, and therefore yeah. my body couldn't take it. Um, but I had to drink that much in order to stop the shaking, in order, to, you know, like, like to be able to see properly, to be able to like. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't use my phone because my shakes were so bad and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, so you get to this this kind of situation where you're just damned either way, you know. And so when I when I actually got sober, and this had happened a few times before, I'd gone into hospital and I'd done the whole sort of ten day. Um, detox that they do you know and you've just got all the cannulas in your arm and you're being given like all these nutrients and and all this sort of stuff and they get you as well as they can and but I would always drink again after that like the day I left Mm. Um, and I did that just before going back into rehab and I drank again 
and there was question marks over whether I could I could stay there, whether it was safe for me, and I had to have the, like the doctor come out and check me over and stuff. But but they were giving me lots of medication and stuff like that, um, and I and I managed to stay there. But but doing the whole cold turkey off of alcohol when you're at that kind of stage of it's drinking is hugely, hugely yeah. dangerous. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Cause Which I, I I remember like years ago in Brighton, I was just having a chat with a guy in the streets and. Uh, I just remember I just like he was like do you have a drink and I was I literally just had like a, a fresh bottle of water and I gave it to him and mm. I'd never seen a guy he just downed it Whoa. like he was dying of thirst yeah and then two seconds later it was he was just chucking up in, in a gutter and I was like that's just so crazy that mm. he, he just could not take and you could see he, he needed to drink something but he just yeah. couldn't yeah, take yeah. water and I was like fuck Mm. And I, I always remember I never saw anything like it before. I was like, shit. Yeah, and that that was like a daily occurrence for me in in <clears throat> like coming to like trying to get ready to go to work. You know, like drinking whiskey, being sick, and just trying to keep enough of it down so that it kind of leveled me out. Um, you know, that got worse and worse and worse. And for the last sort of year, maybe a year and a half, that was that was like off the scale in terms of like how long it would take me to be able to keep enough of it down. Wow. Um, but then, you know, once you get it down, you and I feel like all right enough to be able to kind of carry on a little bit, you know. But then there's that maintenance of that, you know, it starts yeah. to wear off and then you start feeling like that again. And... And that's that. That's that's the whole catch twenty two thing. You know, you're just stuck Where there. Where did sort of like the drug use come in? Then did that sort of help to sort of sober you up? Us maybe or no? See, yeah, in some ways earlier earlier on in like my kind of early twenties and stuff. You know, like I'd I'd you know pretty much every day be like taking coke and yeah. um, I smoked heroin and you know I, I always had like a stash of stuff. You know, yeah. even up until the day I got sober, um, you know, ecstasy pills, whatever it was, and a lot of the time it was just additional to my drinking. Right. Um, but earlier on, it was like that was like the fun part. You know, yeah. like my drinking was like I needed to drink, and I had some fun times drinking. Yeah. Uh, you know, earlier on in my life, but the drugs for me was more like, yeah, let's have some of that and do because I would do anything. It didn't matter what it was. Um, you know, um, I had no fear or kind of anything over what I was doing yeah. um, but there were times like towards the end of my my first marriage like where I'd be under the eye you know I, when I finally came out and admitted yeah. that I was an alcoholic they obviously already knew for a long time yeah. of course but <laughs> I suppose it was massive that I'd, I'd, I'd admitted it and they would think I was sober, but I wasn't, you know, and if I was under the watchful eye we'd have like a barbecue and we'd have family around yeah. and stuff so I would just I mean, this is foolish, but I would just take a couple of pills right. so that I had something in me and, and that. And, and they knew, you know, yeah, so you're not, you're not acting right. You know, yeah. there's something going on here, but I haven't seen him drink. And I would get away with it to the point where I was like, well, I'm not drinking. You haven't seen yeah. me drink. And right. then and then I could carry so on drinking. the drug use was completely hidden. Just yeah. Like, yeah. 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 But it's all, all, all of it's like, you know, the whole point of my drinking... And, and I would guess anyone in recovery is, you know, it's change how you feel, you know, like it's always changing how you feel regardless of, I mean, in, in many ways, you know, normal people that can drink correctly and, and yeah. responsibly would do that, you know, like I feel a bit crap, I, you know, I'll, I'll have a couple of beers or whatever, you know, and that's fine. Right. But mm. for, for people like me, that's just like amplified so much that yeah. it's like, 
I feel nervous, I feel anxious, I don't feel right, I'll drink mm -hmm. or, I'll, or I'll do whatever. And, and it takes that away to the point where you just don't think about stuff so much and you, yeah. can, you, you think you can crack on with life. And I did for many, many years, but obviously it all caught up with me yeah. in the end, you know. For that long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Isn't it? But it just, like, it's, it's mind-blowing. and Yeah. Oh. Just Honestly, to God, I literally so much admiration. Thank you. Yeah, for, for yeah. Doing, you Big know, time. Going through it and doing it and obviously remarried. Mm -hmm. like, you know, to have, have that sort of great relationship again. Yeah. Brilliant. Great, it's it's an amazing thing. And, and this is like when I say about, you know, like when you were saying earlier, like within myself and yeah. stuff like that, yeah. it's, it's just, you know, the power of, of the 12 step recovery, you know, like for me, I have things that I need to do every day to make sure that, that I'm on it, you know, and that's yeah. like I talk to other alcoholics every single day, you know, I go to meetings. I do service, so if I get asked to talk in a meeting, I never say no unless unless I literally can't do it. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's there's jobs that people have to mm. keep the meetings going and stuff like that, you know, and I always do that. But, you know, without it, I'm totally lost, you know. Yeah. I can't, because I start becoming, it's, everything's about me. You know, I've got to take care of myself, of course, but a lot of the point of it is is about, you know, what can I do to actually be of use you know yeah. i can be you know, i can be a good dad i can be a good husband i can be a good employee and i focus on all that stuff because of my program because mm. of the people in 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 the recovery around me that it becomes it just becomes something that i do and it, mm. it makes me feel good and and helping people of course you so know it's kind of sort of like part of your set routine now mm -hmm. daily kind of thing just like yeah. you have sort of like right this yeah almost these sort of things that i need to do yeah, there's like a you daily know. reflections book that that I have yeah. on my phone, and I and I'll read it every morning. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm not I'm not religious, but I pray. You know, yeah. I don't pray mm. every day. You know, I can't sit here and pretend to be the best person that's <laughs> ever done <laughs> yeah. recovery. But but yeah. I do. I pray to my higher power. You know, I don't I don't not, nothing okay. against organised religion, but it's not for me. And yeah. um, within yeah. the fellowship, you know, within the program, it's a, a god of my understanding. You know, and I have a higher power. Um. But I don't ever pray, I want more money, I want a nice yeah. car, I want this, I want that. You know, I, I always start, I thank, thank God for a sober day, yeah. you know. Mm. Um, you know, and I, I, I pray to be of use, I pray to be, you know, the best version of myself I can today. You know, it sounds very wishy-washy, but it's it's stuff about, you know, I need to just be on top of my game yeah. as a human yeah, being, course. you know, and, 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 and do that. Because if I start getting back inwards towards myself, I'll start feeling yeah. rubbish about stuff. I feel yeah. I'm a piece of, you know, and, and, and then I'll start getting closer to that drink again. And and once I start drinking, I can't stop yeah. drinking, you know, so. It's like just, a distraction then. Um, it's like you in, that in, distracts you from that in your head that goes yeah in a way this. it can be like that yeah because because like alcohol is everywhere you know like I, yeah. I see it every day of course you know and, sure. and, and people around me will drink and that's of no did your wife drink no she doesn't no <laughs> I mean she's probably had the odd drink here and there you know yeah. over the last few years but, but she's not she's not a drinker mm -hmm. you know she she wouldn't have drink in the house you know originally you know out of respect yeah. for myself you know but at the same time mm. she i think because of her relationship with me like it, it's kind of altered her relationship with alcohol right, okay. somewhat yeah. but at the same time she was never a huge drinker and um you know so 
it's amazing for me that I don't. We don't yeah. ever have alcohol yeah. in the house. Yeah. You know, you don't have that obstacle. No, exactly. And 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 the kids, you know, I, you know, I've got a stepson and a stepdaughter, and and they don't see us drinking. There's yeah. no drinking. There's no nothing to do with it in in yeah. their lives. You know, but but I can be around it. You know, and earlier in my recovery, it was difficult. You know, so much as going fill your car with petrol, and you you know you go pay, and the yeah, booze is all behind it's you. Just there. Yeah, you're going to the supermarket. It's all there, but. You know, my head even now today will say, you know, I walk past it, go there, it is over there, it's in the yeah, corner. Yeah, oh, that's cheap, yeah. you know, all that yeah. sort of stuff. And <laughs> but I just, <laughs> but I just notice it, you know. But I don't, yeah. I don't act on anything, you know. And and sometimes during difficult periods, if I'm not working my program enough, I start. I don't, I don't think oh, I'm going to have a drink, but but the idea is there, mm. you know. Mm. And that's again, you know, with the old creepy looking dude on the back of my arm, <laughs> you know, he he's like. You know, all of this that. stuff means stuff, but he's mm. like, that's like to say he's right behind me and he hasn't mm. got my back. He's ready to pounce kind of thing, you know, as, as the addiction will just, will just do. And, and I've seen it countless times, you know, many friends and acquaintances mm. that, you know, that we've lost because of this stuff, yeah. you know, and, and that's the, that's a real danger. And I need to try everything I can to make sure that's not me, you that's know, crazy. And it's, and it's one of those that's never going to go away. There's always going to be addicts, mm-hmm. no matter what. It's not like, I don't know. I don't want to use the term virus because we're living in one at the moment. But you know, some things come and go, and this is something that will just keep going and going and going. Unfortunately, yeah. but thankfully for people like you mm-hmm. that invest that time in those people, and you've probably got people you speak to daily that are at the very beginning mm-hmm. of the twelve step, or yeah. or shit, what do I do with this? And you've got people that are probably on your level as well. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And seeing people come in and like get sober and not be happy straight away because it it doesn't you know some people some people can be like that but that wasn't my experience and it's not the experience of a lot of people but coming in getting it and seeing their lives transforming you know and you know whether that's just them getting sober and becoming happier or you know and and other things can come and obviously people's marriages get saved and keep their jobs but that's not always the case either and and but but just seeing people come in and turn their lives around it's like it's like the most amazing thing you know you know and 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 being there myself you know and and having experienced that whilst in it it's very different watching other people do it you know it can mm. be frustrating because like i know what i know what this life can be like and yeah people are struggling i'm like i i, I can totally relate mm. but it's hard when you're in that situation to relate to the person who's well and saying oh no i remember yeah. this because you're it's like, almost oh, disbelief, you? yeah, yeah exactly right, yeah. so it can be it can be tough but it's a beautiful thing to see people turn their lives around you know? i think uh, you, you said earlier on about um the aa being very much like oh don't don't go and promote this outside or whatever. And I guess that's probably why they do that as well. Mm. It's so that it's a safe place because if people go, Oh yeah, well I did this and this there and you stand in a, in a circle and say this, you know, people might go, shit, I was going to go, but I don't think I want to stand there and tell people this or I don't think I like that. I don't Mm -hmm. know. It might be the thing. I suppose that could build up nerves. Yeah. People might not want to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, And people have like, ideas about what it might be like you know they'll if someone's ever seen any kind of of the literature or anything to do with the steps they'll be oh it's a bit religious for me and it's not it's a spiritual program it's not a religious program but you know 
I did it myself. You know, I used to pretend to go to meetings before I got sober, you know, like the track your iPhone thing so that mm. people could see yeah. where I was. I'd go and sit in the car park and drink and then go home because I didn't want to go in. But but the truth of the matter yeah. was I was I was scared about going yeah. in there. I didn't know what it was going to be like. I, I was scared about giving up drinking. Mm. I didn't want to drink anymore. I was, I was dying from drinking, but I, I couldn't see the way you out. That, you know, that much for that long. You don't know what life is without you, do you? No, no, exactly. And and but for me, I have to. You know, when I when I talk about it, I, I can't. I don't like being vague. I like I like to say this is what happened to me. This is what yeah. this is what I do. And um, because again, then if I'm not saying where I'm, what I'm doing I, I'm not being truthful and it's just yeah. like this is you know sometimes I have to tone sure. it back I don't tell everyone some of the stuff that's happened you know <laughs> yeah. but reading the room yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> you know but but at the same time I'm yeah. you know I'm 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 proud of where I am you know I'm proud to be Should in be recovery me. I'm proud that, that that I turned my life around I'm just forever grateful for the daily reprieve that I get you know mm. but um, there's some stuff that I've, that I've done and things that happen that I'm certainly not proud of, but it's part of it's part of my story, you know. It's yeah. part of mm. what happened and it's what what got me to where I got to, you know. So, do you see like your sleeves then as like? Because I mean, it's all pretty fucking brutal. See, <laughs> if I just saw you on the street with a Metallica <laughs> shirt, I'd be like, "This guy like some fucking I metal think we're shit." Put yeah. pictures <laughs> up it's it's but, really hard to explain it because yeah. people can't see. Well, it. Yeah, people can't you see. Can but take like, some pictures, yeah. of course. Yeah. So I, but I'll, I'll try and talk you through. So this one was the first one that we did. So yeah. first of all, I got um, Isabella and Georgia, and they're my daughters. Yeah. And as Jay, you said, I got little names there. I got yeah. my kids' nicknames and all this sort. I got my sobriety date there. Although, right. funnily enough, that's not my sobriety date. Right. My sobriety date is, and this was deliberate. Yeah. The second of the third, two thousand and fifteen. That there on my on, on my wrist is that's the last day I had a drink. Okay. Right. My sobriety date is the third, so twenty four hours later. Because some people will take their, their their sobriety date from the day they had their last drink. Right. But for me, in my head, I was not sober that day. So system. yeah. So I take it twenty four hours later, and I. I I kind of celebrate, if you like, yeah. the day the day later, yeah. um, because I was not sober when I got taken into rehab. <laughs> um, but, but then we started to build around it, and what I loved about this was I had this kind of idea of like having a story from being stuck in the hell of addiction that comes down mm. into like the recovery side of things. Um, and I had this idea and I spoke to Jay about it and, and, you, and Jay you come up with loads of different ideas and stuff that we could have and you know and at the very top people don't know this actually says something here but it yeah. says temptation okay and it's obviously kind oh, of yeah, half black that, and then half clear but um, and that's that's really where it kind of comes from because temptation being a sin you know from like yeah. a biblical perspective and that sort of stuff but um, so we got this like devil fella here at the top so he he symbolizes addiction in terms of wow. this story if you like yes, um, and then around the back here you've got oh, yeah. like a number 12, 12 which yeah. symbolizes the 12 steps of recovery um which is yeah. where i needed to find that so it's up in the in the addiction side of things yeah um <laughs> <laughs> contortion this person here right which is like a despairing kind of oh I can see it now. holding on to his face and just like can't cope that's me that that symbolises myself up Looking here up in, in the addiction, addiction. Yeah. Um, and then this person here so with the upside down cross now a lot of people think an upside down cross represents like satanism and mm -hmm. and all that and i suppose some people might think that because i'm a massive heavy metal fan yeah. i listen to some dark yeah. stuff but <laughs> what it means that. is again so trying not to be religious about it it symbolizes being far away from god right and 
going into into this part here and as you can see this person so she's like got all her eyes all like bleeding and stuff and like the upside down cross also shackles around around her neck and onto yeah. her arms and stuff so it's like being in the chains if you like being bonded mm. there in addiction kind of thing um, and to me these are the same people so as you come down here it says thy will so that's again it's like thy will be done you know yeah it's not about what I want because what I wanted was I wanted to keep drinking. I wanted to get my wife back. I wanted to, I mm. wanted stuff that was no good for me, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's more about, as I was saying earlier, like making myself the best version of myself I can be. Can I help people? Can I just be a decent person? I don't yeah. need to want everything. I don't want, you know, things and stuff mm. and money and fame and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> um, so thy will, which is then leading into like this lady here who, yeah. you know, she's, she's, like an angel you know and it says salvation down down the bottom there so it's like i've been saved if you like from yeah from the addiction and that's really symbolizing like where it's taken me to from this dark mm. hell of a place up there so although it's all it's like all black and gray i love that that stuff it's my favorite you know and as you mm. can see both sleeves are fully like that but um that's like the story from from addiction into recovery and, and and then we went over here and and i wanted to do the same kind of thing you know just to kind of i like to have i like the theme you know it's yeah. like the most important thing in my mm. life you know um because without my recovery i've got nothing you know yeah, it's that yeah, simple um so again here it's like you know i said a minute ago this this horrible fella at the back here is, <laughs> is very creepy and i and I, I totally get that some people might look at that and think wow okay you know but <laughs> but that that's like you know it's like it's always watching it's always ready to pounce you know yeah. like my sponsor used to say to me like you know like while you're in here in this room working on your recovery your addiction's out there doing press-ups waiting yeah. for you you know Getting like and, and and it's true you know so um this again here this this now this is the devil as you can see but he's mm. now in chains right so he's like chained up and, and like that it. sort of stuff and that is cool um, this one here, so you have got the eyeball with the hands on the inside, like trying to like get out. That that basically symbolises like not to forget what it was like, where I could see what I needed to do. Right. I could see where I needed to change, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't get out, and I couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, powerless basically just means I'm powerless over alcohol, and that that again that 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 has to remain very much in my mind because whilst I can keep it to one side, if I drink. I'll become powerless over yeah. alcohol. You know, I've been there way too many times. You know, I'll start yeah. drinking again, cannot stop. Start drinking, think of the next drink whilst I'm drinking my first drink, and yeah. on and on and on and on it goes. Um, and then round the back here, underneath there, sorry, that there is Cthulhu. Oh, so oh, yeah, 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 it's weird because like, <laughs> yeah. I look at it sometimes and I can't. I'm like, well, how does that go? And then I'm like, oh yeah, if I put my arm down, I can see what it is. So like, I love um, like HP Lovecraft books and stuff like that yeah. so all that kind of weird kind of um i don't know like horror film and horror horror books sorry and yeah but it's like psychological horror so like cthulhu was um it's like this mythical sea creature i mean everyone's probably heard of it but ultimately it used to like send this is a very bad kind of description of what it was but the reason <laughs> behind it for me it was like it used to send like signals into people's brains and it would get right. them to do things that they didn't want to do um and that that to me like is like that's that's my addiction you know the amount of times i'd sit in my car and i'd be crying because i'm drinking out i'm drinking a bottle Shit, of whiskey yeah. because i can't i can't cope i can't do anything mm. but i don't want to be there you know like my yeah. I was like my head was constantly you need to drink i need to drink i need to drink yeah. but i didn't want to so that that's what that that kind of signifies that's um cool. 
I've got the little AA logo there and I wanted it to be all like rough because it's all like in amongst all this stuff here. Yeah. And again, that's just, that's, that's another version of my angel there. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. But this one has wings. So it's like, it's almost like a, the next yeah. level of freedom, if you like. Um, and I wanted to have fire, like you can see a lot of fire in there because um, it's like, that's twofold for me when we first decided to do that. It was like like going through the fire, if you like, to get mm. sober, but it's also like saying yeah. it's there behind me, it's, it's ready waiting for me Just if never I want forget. it back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it kind of, they kind of flow is like stories kind There's of thing. There's a lot of fun to do though, yeah. and so much meaning, every single piece had so much yeah. meaning. We discussed them quite yeah, we did. thoroughly, yeah. didn't we? And sort of going through them, yeah. coming up with these pretty cool ideas. And I love, I love how, how dark some of them are, you know, yeah. I love, I love that <laughs> because, you know, uh, I've had people say to me like, you know, they're not very nice looking or they're really well done, <laughs> yeah. but they're not, they're not, very, they're not very happy. And I'm like, well, no, it's not a happy place. And, and, and with all due respect, I really don't care what they look yeah. like to other people. Yeah. It's like, it's to me, these are, you know, I like I like having the sleeves. They look cool. I like that. But yeah. at the same time, th these are like these are like stories of my life. You know, yeah. to me. Well, um, do you know what? we had this chat on the last podcast about I was discussing art, and I, I got to tell you, I think you know, those are like the purest form of art in like a in like a like a like a technical sense because you know everything like you say is thought out, mm, laid yeah. out, big time, and what's makes from for me what would make that truly like an art like works of art is the fact i look at them but i look but i don't see mm. you know you look but nice you see something but mm -hmm. it's actually something completely different yeah. Yeah. and for me i think that's when you know that's when tattooing stops being just tattooing and becomes mm. like an artistic yeah, it's endeavor. not a clock or a line in sight definitely not and it's kind yeah. of like this uh, never forget the pain like kind of links yeah. it together if you like yeah. Yeah. very close and stuff even though that was done first it was like it's all just like one piece to me you know like yeah. both arms and the chest part you know and yeah it's, it's just like hugely important it's not a day that goes by I don't look at it and just like just take it in a little bit you know yeah. it might just be one part of it they're like, yeah. am they're so like amulets personal. aren't they they're like mm. amulets for you yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and it's, it's such it's so so personal you know and it helps that Jay's extremely good because I think they're really well <laughs> done you know but it's you know, the only one thing I did do... You've got to stop saying that. His head won't fit through the door. <laughs> I, I had an old wedding date tattooed on my finger, so that didn't work out, but um, I'm going to get that taken off. But it don't we matter, you know, that. it's fine. Yeah, so, but, yeah, I mean, as as far as... If someone was to say, why would you do that? Why would you have them? Because people can say that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't have to explain myself, of course, but no, uh, yeah, my yeah. reasons are very I bet personal. It shuts them up when you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel now, dickhead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, yeah I think so. we said it when we done it. I think oh, it's such a shame to cover up the heavy metal tattoos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you feel like getting a laminated sheet that summarizes everything and just go? Yeah, just hand is, them out. This is what that tattoo yeah. means. And have just a little read of that. Yeah. And then they're going, why? Oh, yeah, I see. <laughs> kind of makes sense now, yeah. But yeah. How's your um, your music helped you as well? Because obviously you, yeah. you play drums in band as well, yeah. didn't you? And yeah. So wow, I mean, that was a that was a big deal when I when I first started playing again, because when like towards the end of my drinking, like maybe like I don't know maybe eight months or something before I was still playing gigs with my band that I was in at the time and I was an absolute mess. You know, I was having a 
drink loads and loads and loads before I could go on, just to be able to physically move my body like yep. as I wanted to. And mm. I couldn't do it properly, you know. And I was playing in a heavy metal band, and like could not could hardly move my legs, and that's no good, you right. know. But um, but getting back into it, I was I was really worried to start with, you know. I just got a call randomly off of someone who someone one of my friends had given my number to him, and yeah. they were looking for a drummer, and he. I think he texted me first and said, like, would you be interested? So I phoned him up and was like, you know, I, I, I really want it. I said, but this is my situation. Yeah. I'm, a bit, I'm a bit wary of it kind of thing, you know, because at this point I still hadn't gone back out into, like, pubs and bars yeah. and stuff like yeah. that, you know. And But basically when I got into it, like, you know, a couple of my friends from, from the fellowship came and, you know, to come and support me and stuff like that. And um, it took me a little while to not relearn how to play the drums, but just to learn again to not to play have, sober. yeah exactly <laughs> that you know and um and i found that i started to overthink what i was doing a little bit too much you know right. back in the day i'd be i'd be out of it and i'd be playing it all come naturally and i'd get a lot wrong of course yeah. but but, yeah. but but um but now yeah. I, sort of, I became almost yeah. a bit over over critical on myself you know but when i got past that you know it's such a big deal to me i love music you know um mm. i love all music you know if i like it i like it, yeah. it doesn't matter yeah i'm very much drawn to heavy music but i listen to all sorts yeah, you know course, yeah. um you see some of the videos yeah, I'll put I, up on I, Instagram, I love your Instagram and I'll, videos, I'll be doing i'll be doing yeah. slayer one minute and then yeah. i'll do an abba or something yeah. you know and it just you know but 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 getting back into that and being able to play and be in a place where people are drinking people are having a good time or you know and people are annoying as well i'm yeah. gonna pretend they're not because they are when they're drinking not yeah. everyone of course but but i had to learn how to do all that again you know but i have strategies so anyone i play with i tell them my situation yeah. and when i'm finished playing if i'm feeling like i need to leave i'll leave Just you know yeah. um if i get there i'll set my stuff up you know and if if it's like like it is a lot of the time you set up you do a sound check and then you wait for a few hours yeah you know i'll go for a walk or i'll do, do whatever you know and mm. Um, sometimes I'll sit in the car and learn the songs I'm about okay. to try and play, you know, but um, but it's massive to me, you know, music in general, not just playing it, but like, yeah. you know, like listening to it, I've, it's always just been like such a huge thing for me, yeah. not even necessarily from an inspiration perspective, but just... I don't know. I mean, I can go to bed at night and I can listen to the heaviest metal yeah. and it'll mm. calm me down. You know, it soothes me. It sounds really M weird, but it's like, how does that work? Massive effects on people. Mm. Does. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. We, we do it so when we listen to music in here, don't we? Yeah. We're like, oh, it's a bit downbeat. We put yeah but when we put it on it's quite enjoyable yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly that and yeah. and you know, i haven't played like with my band since the, i think it was like the 29th of december of 2019 so it's been right. a while um, a we had a couple of gigs booked in the beginning of 2020 and they got cancelled for whatever reason yeah. and then everything happened but i got myself my first ever electric drum kit in yeah. february <laughs> and <laughs> so cool and you know and i just i just play to that i learn yeah. I've, I've done a how many songs I'll play every week, you know? But people say to me like, "You must be playing all the time. You got so many videos." I'm like, "Well, I do play most days, yeah. but you know, some days I can record like five songs, six yeah. songs yeah. in an hour. I'll just right, quickly course, learn them yeah. and play them as well as I can play them to get a decent yeah. video out of it or whatever." And I like sharing it, you know, and it's fun to do, you know. I can't wait to get back playing again and stuff. But, mm. but yeah, music's massive to me, yeah. you know. It, it, it always has been, you know. And that was a killer when I was in rehab because I wasn't allowed to oh, listen really? to music. I wasn't allowed to sure. have any. Allowed sort of, to listen to it, really? No. Well, you could listen. Sorry, you could right. listen to music. They could, there was a radio in one of like the common rooms. Right. 
um, and people would put on whatever radio station. And that mm. was all right in itself, but I couldn't listen to anything I liked, you know. Right. My kids actually bought me in, like, a CD player, like yeah. a CD Walkman or whatever they called oh, yeah, it, yeah. some CDs, and I hid it in my room. <laughs> and I got, I got into trouble <laughs> for that, you know. <laughs> but, I, you know, and it's like, it was a hard period of time because music was everything. Going to bed, like, for me, I've got a very active mind, and I, yeah. it doesn't matter how tired I am. I need to just do something that will yeah, chill. Yeah. So I listen to a bit of music. It might be five minutes, it might be half an hour, whatever, but going to bed every night, you know, particularly yeah. in the state that I was in and not having something to, like, kind of occupy any space mm. in my mind was, yeah, that was turmoil at times, but... They wouldn't let you... Yeah. I, I, I think it's it's probably it's probably on par for, like, the phone for, like, a lot of people. It's like a defence yeah. mechanism you can mm. drown out. Because yeah. you don't have to then be Distract. present with your thoughts. Oh, or, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah so and... Like yeah, and, like, meditation, they say, is, like, kind of like self-therapy, isn't it? When you have, <clears> when you actually sit still and you have to be in a room and just, you know, okay, yeah, sit yeah. there and, like, think through things. Interesting. Yeah, and, I mean, it worked, you know. I got through the rehab and, and I'm still sober today, but for me... You know, I, I can meditate to an extent. I can do that sort of stuff, but mm. I have a dangerous mind. You know, like the stuff that yeah. can come into my head and like that sort of stuff. So I have ways of of kind of keeping that quiet. Listening to music is often some of it. You know, yeah. like you know, like I say, it could be it could be like the heaviest death metal in the world, or I could listen to Wham. It doesn't matter. You know, I love it. <laughs> I love good music. Whatever, yeah. man. I don't have like a prerequisite of what I like and what no. I don't like. Yeah. If it sounds cool to me, I like it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's some know. resistance sometimes, there but they always <laughs> come around. There is. Yeah. I mean. That one that you told me about the other week, uh, I love it. With the El Bronx? Yeah, yeah I yeah, love, yeah. love it. Yeah. But, it, it, but yeah. then sometimes like, I tried a classical record with him once, he was having none of it. Nah. He was having <laughs> none <laughs> of it. I would start <laughs> with that myself. That's, yeah. that's, that's a bit too, too out there. Or the yeah. Irish guy, D- Damien Dempsey, you didn't like any of that either. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, he, he belongs in Temple Bar, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to stay there. And to stay there, yeah. yeah. Declan Donnelly, was it? What was he saying? Uh, was it? Uh, <laughs> do, do, do you know what? That, that, that is, that's kind of the fun, though, sometimes. I'm like, I'm going to roll the dice here. He, he's probably going to like this one. <laughs> yeah. And then, I, yeah. And then I, even when I put like, that Damien Dempsey one, I was like, this is a risky one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's going to be in this one. But I'm playing it. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a go. But this is working with someone who's apparently got a music degree. Oh, wow. Got a music degree. <laughs> yeah. That's what he says. Yeah. Paid nearly 12 grand to, you know, yeah. buy records. Still paying off. That's music. Sweet. <laughs> I got a doctorate. Money well spent. Yeah. Fucking waste yeah. of money. Now, Jesus. I remember you saying to me, you, you tagged me and you said watch Kieran's stuff and yeah. I'm, I love my heavy metal and all that as well we oh is that about. you like what's your name Pirate, Pirate Saunders yeah, yeah there we go <laughs> I didn't make okay, yeah. that makes sense that's yeah. me and um, no I was looking at, I've got a list actually I've got some of the covers that you've done on there Pantera Rob's, Rob Zombie mm-hmm. Kill Switch Engage and I was just like oh I got straight on it, and it was like Spotify got abused, and it was, yeah. <laughs> I was like, and I was just listening there. And I listen to music when I'm cooking, yeah. And it'll be, it could be anything like heavy down to, I don't know, John, Tra- uh, like John Travolta. What's John it? Travolta. Yeah, I don't know. Um, right, Grease soundtrack. Oh, I don't that, know what yeah. I was gonna say. But it could be anything. But the the one at the minute that I'm really loving is not only the band that you said this, this oh, is us. Yeah. Um, if you haven't listened to them, listen to I them. I don't think they're, I have. I'll sweet. check that out. Yeah. Like, they're, they're not together anymore, are they? It's one of my... Uh, it's another one of your clients, isn't it? 
What's it called? Life as is. Life as is. is. Yeah. That's yeah. Life, life, life as is. Life as is. Sweet. Mate, really varying. They've got like some acoustic numbers in there, but they've got some. You'll, you'll be going, oh, that sounds a little bit like. Oh, nice. Like, yeah, sounds, no, I'll sounds, check it out for sure. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. But um, bring me the horizon at the moment. That's yeah. the one. Have you That's heard Parasite Eve? Really? I don't. Yeah. I like, I've. Bring I only me. listened to some of it, to be honest with you. I never really got really into them. I never them. disliked them. <laughs> <laughs> have you listened My to Parasite Eve? I don't know if I have. That's quite scary how sort of relevant it is right now because it's a, what some of the words just like right, it talks okay. about um, when we forget the infection will we remember and it's like all of these things uh, yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. this was written before this and it's like yeah oh, it's mad isn't it there's shit. a couple like that yeah my son loves um, I'm going to do I'm going to learn and play along to a couple of videos and stuff from like, I think it's Suicide Season I think one yeah. of their albums is called Suicide I don't really know it I, I listen yeah. to it because sometimes when we're in the car he'll, he'll listen to it and stuff and he loves it and I do like it it's just mm. not a band that I've really got into mm. but, but I get into like I think oh, I'll play Pantera today and yeah. then I'll, I'll record a song and I'm like oh Opeth. I've got to do this yeah. one now, and I've got to do this yeah. one and that one, and yeah, and then I did about twenty Opeth songs, yeah. and then you know, and I just get into it. Like uh, someone who follows me said, "Oh, can you do this Static X song for me?" And I'm like, "Oh, I haven't heard them for such a long time. Yeah. I love that band." Oh, I think I just do about four or five. You haven't done me a tour number, though, have you? Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> I did try and do oh, Numa, but oh mate, yeah. it's so difficult. I, I will, I will, I will. I'll find one that's a little bit. That'll be one of the toughest drum tracks there is, though. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, I, mean, I, I think, think that tool drum is pretty intense. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's how that's big is your kit? I'm challenging him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Real challenge, mate. I'll come up to with play something like that. Like we, me and Jay were saying before we turned up, it's like someone could look at drum kit and go, "That's easy," and it, it's not. No, <laughs> <laughs> completely not. Especially no. when you've got to control your your high hand. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've been playing. I don't know. I think I was maybe 13 when I got my first drum kit. Yeah. Um, but it's hard because you can't practice drums at home very much and stuff like that. Another reason why my wife's so amazing is that I've got that electric kit and what I post, you can hear, like, because I record it through yeah. Spotify, so you can hear the music and hear me playing over the top of it. Yeah. Yeah. But all she can hear is like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like frantically, depending on yeah. what I'm playing, you know, and I, I, yeah. She, she, she. That's when you know it's love. It really. yeah, yeah, you know exactly. it's love. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I, I bet you were that guy that did it. Was like. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm. You know, me when I'm tapping on the stick. <laughs> <I'm driving. laughs> I never sit still, mate. Never. I'm struggling now. Yeah. Like. But yeah, I, I mean, I've, I'm self-taught, so I just, yeah. I've, you know, I'm just, I have loads of things that I do probably wrong and stuff, mm. but. But I just love music. I love drums and stuff. You know, I've got a lot of friends who are drummers and stuff as well from yeah. playing with bands and stuff and. I just love it, you know. It's, mm. it's something that's, like. that's interesting that you said you started playing when you was thirteen, mm. and started drinking at twelve as well. Mm. Mm. Do you do like that? As, yeah, as yeah. you sort of did. That's yeah. Uh, and this is I often say this like sort of in bands when I was younger. You know, like I think one of the first bands I started gigging with, I was probably about fifteen, maybe, and. Um, I was probably as tall as I am now when I was 15 and I had maybe a smaller beard, but I think I could kind of pass as looking a bit older oh, and stuff right, like okay. that, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I was playing in bands and stuff, but we always used to play 
like whatever we were playing, but we would act like we were Guns N' Roses with the drinking <laughs> and the drugging and stuff. Oh, yeah. We just didn't have JD. the songs and the audience, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. But but that's how we behaved. It would be literally so... I'm pretty sure the only reason I ever wanted to smoke a cigarette was because I saw Slash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking yeah. chapel. Yeah. yeah. Nowadays, they're all like CrossFit and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Maybe not all of them, but some yeah. of them. It's not quite as debauched as it used to be, is it? But <laughs> Boring <yeah>. fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> what what's the um kit you got what's the so i just so it's it's uh what's it called uh, it's made by a company called tortec so okay. i bought it from a company called anderton's in, in guildford and it, it was just the cheapest one i could get hold of yeah. you know it was 400 pounds so i was looking at them and you know you can pay up to like eight nine grand yeah. for decent kits and i'm like i just want something that i can play at home um, during this time where I can't really play the drums and stuff and but it's been brilliant and there's been a few like issues with it but you know um, I've figured out how it all works so I've had to rewire it myself a couple of times because some <laughs> of the pads would go um, so I've, I've also had to relearn I use quite heavy sticks so I've gone down to some really light ones and that was really hard for me to get used to yeah. but I thought I think I'm maybe beating it up a bit too much because it is only a budget kit you know mm. um but yeah, so it's Tortec, something I can't remember the model, but oh, okay. it's just the cheapest one I could get hold of, and I made sure cool. that it's something that I could I could plug in, you know, like Spotify through my phone. I can plug my headphones in, and then I can get like a um, the right cable. I bore you with the name of it, but you know, <laughs> that I can plug into yeah. into the brain and then into my into my phone so that I can record the audio and the, the at the same time yeah and the reason for doing that was I was just going to do some collaborations with some of the guys I'm in bands with and friends and I actually gotcha. haven't done that I've just recorded I think the last time I looked and since February I've recorded 460 something songs or something wow. just like full videos and I'll just pick little bits and put it on <laughs> on uh, Instagram and stuff yeah it's been fun you know done, done a couple of well that's the thing I'm practicing yeah. now for the first time in yeah. Well, for the for the longest period of time I've ever practiced yeah. at home, you know. Jeez. No, I'd, I'd love to be at that level. Lockdown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. yeah, And my boy plays drums a little bit as well. He, you know, he, he doesn't want to learn how to do any of the basics and stuff. You know, he'll just get on just get there and it. he'll, but he'll play along to like songs like Slipknot, Psychosocial, and that. And he can pretty much get down to you know and and hold it together and stuff. And it's like you know that's my boy. Go on. You know. Yeah. It's in the blood. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> it's just cool. Or any instrument, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just that time, isn't it? But it definitely gets obsessive. And we were mm. talking out there. I'm mediocre at a guitar. <laughs> and and yeah. I just remember my my daughter, twelve year old daughter, a couple of years ago. She's like, look, I want it learn how to play guitar and I was like you're going to get so fucked off with it <laughs> you're going to get to a point you're going to want to smash it into yeah. pieces because you're just like trying to do a bar chord and you can't your hands and she learned very quickly that I was right yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like that's a G that's one of the easiest chords how do you get your hand like that well it's yeah, yeah it's not easy to do these were. things is it but no. it's, it's, for me again it's just it boils down to I was always just attracted straight to drums I don't know why but that was the first thing that I thought they're cool I like yeah. Yeah. Um, but playing it just comes from the love of music you know I like to be as good Definitely. as I can be but but for me it's about 
I want to be able to play that song. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be the best at this or the best at that and all that because I'm I'm really not. I'm far from it, you know. But but that doesn't matter. I just love music. I love playing yeah. to these songs and. You know, sometimes I get the songs really quickly, sometimes I don't. You know, so I yeah. put a little video up and some go, oh, that's really good. I'm like, yeah, that took me about 900 takes to get that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. for sure. You know, particularly some of like, the fast stuff or whatever. But yeah. it's like, you know, it's just fun. Yeah. I love it, you know. It's a nice distraction from mm. everything as well. Therapeutic. Do yeah. you, some people say they find drumming um, therapeutic. Yes and no, it can be. Um, but for me, like, if I'm like, I need to take some frustration, that is not a good thing to be mm. trying to play drums because I try and there's a lot of even like like heavy hitting songs and fuss so there's a lot of intricacies and stuff yeah. so for me it's therapeutic in the sense that I want to play to this song or whatever and I'll, I'll I'll learn to do it and you know and then loop in like the same 20 seconds of a song to try yeah. and get something complicated but I, I kind of find that kind of relaxing in a way it can be frustrating if I get too 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 long into it or whatever but but there's a therapy to it for me, mm. for sure, yeah. But Is it a familiarity as well? Because it's something you've had constantly yeah. through. Yeah, I would say so, yeah. Um, but, you know, I can go I can go without playing the drums. It's not like, I have to do this. No. But when I do, I'm like, yeah, I love this, you know. Yeah. You know, I've got yeah. spare 10 minutes. Well, I might quickly just back yeah. out a couple of songs yeah. or whatever. You know, my wife knows. She knows when I want to play the drums. She's like, oh, yeah. yeah, go on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's got the sticks there, in his hand. Like yeah. do, do you mind if I just... Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you want a no, request? Any request? <laughs> yeah. well, this is it, you know, it's just, it's fun. I've done a couple of things where people have asked me to do certain songs. I've done mm. I've obviously let Jay down because I haven't done Tool yet, but I will. But, he's um, reminded you now. But, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's a fun thing to do, you know. Um, but cool, it's man. just a... It's a passion for sure, you know. It's cool. Self-discovery it's as well, no? You know, sometimes... Sometimes you have to go to the classroom to to learn a lot, you know. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of like there's a lot of self discipline involved in it, you know, in terms of um like properly sort of knuckling down and trying to learn some of the stuff that's quite complicated because it's easy to think, oh, I can play all that sort of stuff, so I'll just play along yeah. to that. And yeah, it's about that's what I say. It's like I want to be able to play. I want to be able to play the songs from the bands that I love and, and more so bands I loved when I was younger and it was yeah. getting me into all this stuff. So, you know, we take like Pantera was mentioned a minute ago mm. and that, some of that stuff's really difficult. But yeah. it's also having in my head like, you know, I can do this, you know, I just need to work out how to do it and then I need to work at like getting it right. So I do a lot of stuff like, you know, I have this app called, called Moises or whatever and I can download the song into it and I can slow it down so I can learn it at a slower pace and I can increase it if it's something really difficult and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I can do this. It's great. And it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. not limiting myself. Yeah, there's some stuff like some of these death metal bands that I listen to. I'm never going to be playing <laughs> blast beats at 280 no. beats per minute because no. I can't. It's a very complicated uh, no. style of music, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, but then as much as I love listening to it, there's not really an awful lot that attracts me to want to play like that, you know? Um, I, yeah. like, I like the groovy side of stuff, you know? I like playing stuff that kind of... It makes you like bob around when you're playing it, you know, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Not something I'm rigid there thinking, right, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, yeah, and I've got to make sure I'm playing over here, and it yeah. just gets too much for me. I love watching other people do it and listening to it. It's, yeah. yeah. I always say, like, it's, it's almost like, you know, especially with tattooing, it's like there's a fine line between, you know, some people who, do, do you know, I think the most talented people I know in this industry, bless their hearts, are the most miserable because they just, they're, they're like that. Everything has got to be so precise yeah. and yeah. nailed down. And you know the product is amazing, but bless their heart, they yeah. pay such a price. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's a it's real a nice balance where you can yeah. be like, 
you know what? That's not for me. Yeah. You can go over there. It, it used yeah. to be comfortable in your flaws a little bit as well, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. Sort of thing, definitely. You know? yeah. Definitely. And that's the thing, striving for perfection because it doesn't exist, I don't think, yeah. in many oh, no. in many things, you know. And um, for me, going particularly on drumming and stuff, you know, I'll post deliberately because I'm sure people probably think I'm showing off or whatever, putting on as I'm really not. And sometimes I'll just put videos up where I've got it completely wrong, you know. I mean, I did one the Straight other week human. where I throw my sticks, but I can't help it. I don't know yeah. I'm doing it. I'll throw them about and catch them at silly points or whatever. <laughs> and I did one the other week where I threw it backwards and I went to grab it and I just massively poked myself in the eye while I'm playing. <laughs> so I posted it and say like, this is the reality yeah, of all these yeah, silly yeah. little stick throws that I do, you know. But, yeah, yeah. but I don't do that. When I play a gig, I'd never do that, like, yeah. you know, because... I'm more kind of like concentrated on what I'm doing, enjoying what I'm doing. But when I'm playing at home and I'm doing all that, I just have having fun, snap a bit. Yeah, because it doesn't matter if I poke myself and I drop the stick, I'll just start again. You know what I mean? So (laughs) it looks kind of cool when it comes off. But but it is like like you say, being comfortable that I'm flawed at this stuff. You know, I can do it to a certain level and I enjoy it and I love it. But I don't I don't get everything right and stuff. You know, Mm, I don't need to. just play what I think works over it sometimes and it's cool it's yeah. fun you the know. critic doesn't count so who gives no. a fuck yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> damn right that's yeah, cool well sure. I've got no more questions I don't know about you guys no no cool well that was no, an absolute pleasure really appreciate you yeah, yeah. Oh, I loved it mate thank no, you very really much really yeah, I'm sure really everyone cool. will in, enjoy that and thanks for being so honest and open with us and mate what a privilege thank what you privilege. no honestly it's I love the fact that you asked me to come down, Jay. It's, uh, it's an honour, mate. I really loved it. I had a good time tonight. Definitely. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.